Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. CBS Congressional Correspondent Scott McFarland at 710. Wall Street has its second straight weekly loss. The Dow down 282. NASDAQ down 105. S&P down 43. Who's in, who's out for the commanders in the big game Sunday night against the Giants? 7 o'clock. January 6th House Committee to reportedly vote on criminal charges against Trump. Father of accused July 4th parade shooter charged. The system failed when Robert Primo Jr. sponsored his son. Brittany Griner released from the hospital. Everyone is just glad to have her home. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. A major move in the U.S. Capitol riot investigation. CBS's Steve Dorsey with the latest on the January 6th House Select Committee. Reports say the committee is expected to consider recommending criminal charges against Trump. Politico reports charges could include insurrection and conspiracy. The committee is set to hold its last public meeting on Monday. One of the first rioters to storm the U.S. Capitol is sentenced, the latest from CBS's Scott McFarland. Doug Jensen of Iowa was at the front of that mob confronting the lone Capitol police officer outside the U.S. Senate January 6th. Prosecutors during sentencing called Jensen the poster boy of the insurrection. The judge sentenced Jensen to five years in prison, calling him a leader of the mob. Jensen was convicted on all counts at trial earlier this year. President Biden has signed a bill to keep the government running through next Friday as lawmakers work on a full-year spending package. The father of a man charged with killing seven people in a July 4th parade shooting north of Chicago is charged with seven felony counts of reckless conduct. Lake County State's Attorney Eric Reinhardt says the charges are based on Bob Cremo sponsoring his then 19-year-old son's application for a gun license. He knew what he knew, and he signed the form anyway. This was criminally reckless and a contributing cause to the bodily harm suffered by the victims on July 4th. A grand jury in July indicted Cremo's son on multiple counts, including first-degree murder and attempted murder. WNBA star Brittany Griner is released from a military hospital in San Antonio. CBS's Cammie McCormick. Griner left Brook Army Medical Center eight days after being released by Russia in a prisoner swap. She had spent 10 months in Russian prisons on drug charges. In an Instagram post, Griner says it feels good to be home. She thanked everyone who helped her and said she would assist in any way possible to get other Americans released, including Paul Whelan. She also said she intends to play this season as a way of saying thank you. The snow, wind, and ice that has moved from west to east this week prompts winter storm warnings in a large portion of New York and most of New England. Scott Holland with Auburn, Maine Public Works. This is going to be a busy storm. Guys don't work any more than 16 hours, and they have eight hours off. They do get some rest in between. As much as two feet of snow could fall in some places. On Wall Street today, the Dow closed down 282 points. The Nasdaq fell 105 points. Now this. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. It's 7.03 on WTOP, Friday evening, December 16th, 2022. Resting at 40, but some of us could be all the way down to the 20s later.
Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis. And I'm Michelle Bash. The top local story we're following this hour involves school COVID rules for the new year. D.C. public school kids will start their winter break in a week, and kids won't be able to return to class early in the new year without first passing a COVID test. The classes begin January 3rd. The D.C. school system will distribute test kits Tuesday through Thursday of next week. Kits will be sent home with kids, but families can also pick one up at any D.C. COVID center. Students will need to take the test on Monday, January 2nd, then upload their test results to a website. Thousands of taxpayer dollars were apparently spent on personal items by at least one Montgomery County school leader. WTOP's Kyle Cooper with that. The assistant director of the Department of Transportation for Montgomery County Schools apparently spent almost $7,000 on personal items like drag racing tires for a car, an Apple watch band, and a nearly $1,500 Home Depot gift card. A school's report and a separate new inspection General's report lists other questionable items purchased by Charles Ewald, who was placed on administrative leave and is under police investigation. The report also discovered $133,000 worth of purchases made outside county policy by other school employees. The report also accuses Ewald of entering misleading descriptions of certain purchases into the organization's payment system. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. The school system says tonight the alleged crimes were discovered through the significant help of Montgomery County Police, which has now recovered more than $800,000. It says the people accused of these crimes no longer work for the county school system. In Prince George's County, an elementary school student is recovering from a stab wound this evening following a fight earlier in the day. WTOP's Annalisa Gale just got a copy of the letter sent to parents this afternoon. An unidentified student stabbed by another student outside Akakik Academy around 8.45 a.m. is expected to survive. The incident happened just as students were getting off their school bus, leading to a lockdown for about an hour. In a letter from Prince George's County Public Schools, Principal Dr. Judy Adams says she was shocked and saddened to hear the news. The students involved will be disciplined in accordance with PGCPS's policies. She added that a large police presence followed the stabbing as the investigation continues. No other injuries were reported. Annalisa Gale, WTOP News. Maryland Democratic Governor-elect Wes Moore says he has a sense of urgency about easing your congestion on the Beltway in 270 in Montgomery County. But he also says his traffic relief strategy is going to mark a big change from that of outgoing Republican Governor Larry Hogan. Now, five years ago, as you may remember, Hogan unveiled that plan to revamp the American Legion Bridge and add toll lanes to all of 270 and the Maryland side of the Beltway. That project will soon, of course, be in Moore's hands. Maryland Matters reports the governor-elect says he's going to look at the project through the lens of equity and environmental protection. Longtime opponents of the project say those toll lanes would primarily benefit rich people and harm the environment. Hogan is also accused of springing the project on Montgomery County with little consultation. Fairfax City has chosen the new names for its streets that had names connected to the Confederacy. WTOP's Melissa Howell reports. The Fairfax City Council has approved new names to replace 14 Confederate street names throughout the city. The changes will go into effect January 1st. Nine of the streets out in the Mosby Woods community are connected to the well-known Confederate soldier, Colonel John Singleton Mosby. Mosby Woods Drive will become Fairwoods Drive. Mosby Road will be split in two, with the new street names Orchard Court and Greffy Drive. Other name changes include Scarlet Circle to Crimson Circle. Some council members were not in support of the changes, saying there wasn't enough community input. Now that the new names are approved, the city will help property owners make necessary changes. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. New this evening, Virginia's Governor Glenn Youngkin has just issued an executive order banning the use of certain Chinese-owned smartphone applications and websites 
on all state government devices and networks in the state. The order specifically bans TikTok and WeChat as part of a sweeping ban on all applications developed by these Chinese companies. Both tech companies based in China, ByteDance and Tencent Holdings, the social media platforms will be banned from all state government devices and wireless networks, as we mentioned. All businesses that contact with the state or contract with the state government will also be prohibited from using the applications on state-owned devices or IT infrastructure. The FBI has loudly warned TikTok allows the Chinese government to spy on you. The move is drawing praise from Senate Intelligence Committee Chair Mark Warner, also of Virginia. In a statement, he says TikTok has the stamp of approval of the Chinese Communist Party and poses a serious national security threat. Coming up after traffic and weather, a major development in the January 6th committee investigation with its final report on the way. We'll talk with Scott McFarlane of CBS News. 707. Hi, Melanie Funkhauser here from Fair Oaks. And during the Big Finish sales event, drive a new 23 hybrid Wrangler 4xE at our lowest price of the year. Plus, get a $7,500 tax credit at Fair Oaks Chrysler Jeep Dodge and Ram. Hurry, tax credit ends December 31st. Fair Oaks has the largest selection of Wrangler 4xEs in stock and ready to go. Lower prices, higher standards every day. Online at fairoaksmotors.com. See dealer for full details. 708. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks with Rick McClure in the traffic center. All right, Dimitri, let's take you to the Capitol Beltway through Maryland and Virginia as the rush hour starts to wind down just a bit. Your delays are heaviest through parts of Prince George's County where we have a crash reported on the outer loop after Route 5 that could be along the right side. Meanwhile, the outer loop still slows off and on through parts of Landover and College Park. And a loop through Montgomery County is still below speed between Connecticut and Georgia Avenues. And authorities are with a crash on the inner loop Virginia side before Chain Bridge Road, blocking two right lanes in the mains and taking all lanes in the express. Back in Maryland, I-270 South after Father Hurley Boulevard. The crash cleanup from last hour still has the right lane getting by. Have water main repairs in Germantown along Clopper Road that still has a single lane getting by in all directions before Tech Road. Over Virginia 66, not that bad with normal volume slowdowns west through Falls Church. 395, heaviest volume slowdown there is northbound before Boundary Channel. And I-95, your heaviest stretch of delays are along the northbound side through parts of Aquia, Woodbridge, and Springfield. Slow on the southbound side through Springfield Triangle and parts of Stafford. Rick McClure, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill. Overall, a tranquil weekend for us. Uh, the weather world, we're seeing lots of clear skies tonight. Temperatures in the lower 30s, a little cooler with 20s outside the Capitol Beltway. We start out with sunshine, end up with clouds, a little bit of a breeze on Saturday with highs in the mid-40s. Sunshine early on Sunday. The winds pick up once again. The clouds come back. Temperatures low 40s. No precipitation, though, over the weekend. Wall-to-wall sunshine Monday and Tuesday. Low to mid-40s. Overnight lows in the 20s and 30s. I'm Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill. Right now in Roslyn, 45. Farragut Square, 45. Laurel is at 42. Some of us down to the 20s late tonight. We're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 7-11. After one and a half years of investigations, the January 6th House Committee is preparing to present its final report to the American people on Monday. And both CNN and Politico are reporting the panel is getting ready to vote on urging the Justice Department to pursue at least three criminal charges against former President Trump, including insurrection. CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarlane has made it his life's work to closely follow this investigation. He joined Dimitri on Skype with a preview of that final hearing. No matter anybody's opinion about January 6th, the investigations or the panel, 
we can all agree this was historic, unprecedented. The size and scope of this investigation with 1,000 interviews, with more than a million records reviewed and collected by a congressional committee over 18 months. We just haven't seen anything like this. It will conclude Monday with a business meeting midday. I expect it to go about 45 minutes to an hour, and every expectation has been there'll be a or a series of criminal referrals, recommendations for charges against someone or some people for their roles in January 6th. And this would be a next-level criminal referral because there have been nearly 1,000 people charged in the U.S. Capitol attack, including rioters and protesters. This would be something quite different. But a referral from a legislative committee is not binding on the Justice Department. It's just that. It's a recommendation, but one that comes with quite a bit of heft because of the unique nature and the unique credibility of this panel. Of all the images that we think about on January 6th, there are a few people that stand out. For example, the man with his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. There was a big sentencing today. Another figure that we all remember, a man with a closely cropped beard, a ski cap on, a big QAnon T-shirt on, and he was being led by one of the Capitol Police officers. What is the story with this sentencing today, Scott? You're referring to Doug Jensen of Des Moines, Iowa, who prosecutors today called the poster child of the insurrection. He was at the front of that mob confronting Capitol Police Officer Eugene Goodman outside the Senate January 6th, one of the first 10 people inside the Capitol on the front lines. According to prosecutors, not only did Jensen confront Officer Goodman, but he had a knife in his possession at the time. Now, you'll also recall all those images of Goodman luring the rioters away. Goodman spared America from bloodshed inside the Capitol by doing so truly heroic. Doug Jensen, who was convicted at trial by a D.C. jury in September, will serve five years in federal prison. Likely that will include the time he's already served in pretrial detention in Alexandria. Even the judge said Doug Jensen was a leader of the mob. And again, the phrase poster child is somewhat appropriate because that image of him in that QAnon shirt face to face with a retreating officer Goodman is truly one of the iconic images of that day. You've covered a lot of these, of course, and heard some remorse from some participants. So with Jensen, not so much, right? Jensen did not express remorse or a sense of responsibility today. And the judge really hit him for that. The judge said, I was hoping to hear some acceptance of responsibility. What's more, the judge indicated he could have departed downward from the recommended federal prison sentence if he'd done so. So Jensen may have cost himself by saying very little in his own defense today, asking for leniency. All Jensen really said was he wants to go home, wants to return to a normal life, said nothing about his role, did not disavow QAnon, baseless election lies, or anything he did that day. That is CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarlane on Skype. Coming up for you on WTOP, you could begin your day Sunday with the World Cup final and end it by watching the Commanders host the Giants. But in that second game, who is in and who is out? Very important for the NFC East. We'll find out here from Frank coming up. Each day across our country, in big cities and small towns, highly skilled nurses make home visits to thousands of seniors. These free annual exams are part of house calls from United Healthcare Medicare Advantage. From a systemic perspective, this service is part of the solution to major challenges like access and affordability. But what are house calls like on a personal level? Here's what Darlene Minnesey, a United Healthcare nurse, has to say. The best thing about being a house calls nurse, the time that I'm allowed with the members in their home. We do a thorough exam. We're listening to everything that's going on in their lives. I want them to get whatever resources they might need to be healthy and then follow up, scheduling doctor's appointments. What inspired me to get into nursing was taking care of my grandmother. Everyone deserves the kind of care that I was able to give my grandmother. 
house calls from United Healthcare Medicare Advantage. Learn more at uhg.com slash house calls. House calls may not be available in all areas. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Time for Frank Hanrahan. We got some hoops right now down at uh, Capital One Arena, Georgetown. And uh, Xavier, it is the Big East opener for both teams. Georgetown trailing Xavier 41-34, about 90 seconds left in the first half. Now, prior to the game, sad news to come out of Georgetown. Hoya special assistant Louis Orr passing away at the age of 64. Commanders getting set for the Giants Sunday night at FedEx Field. Both teams 7-5-1 record. Tied a few weeks ago. That was a tie. Now four games left in the regular season. None bigger than Sunday for the Commanders, who will not uh, have some players perhaps questionable for the game. Chase Young, Benjamin St. Just, and Cam Sims. Probably all those guys will be game-time decisions. College football bowl season is underway. It's the Duluth Trading Bowl, and Troy beats Texas San Antonio 18-12. to NBA Wizards off until tomorrow. They'll visit the L.A. Clippers. Chris Dabbs Porzingis expected to play after missing one game with lower back tightness. As for Bradley Beal, he also looks like a game-time decision with a strained hamstring. Again, Georgetown trailing 43-36 to Xavier in their Big East Opener. I'm Frank Hanrahan, WTOP Sports. It's 717, a growing number of parents now choosing to keep their kids unvaccinated. This is highlighted in a recent survey by Kaiser, where 35% of parents oppose all vaccines for children. And it tends to divide along party lines, with 44% of parents who lean Republican saying they should have the right to opt out. CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus joined us earlier on WTOP with advice for you as a parent. Kids are a conduit for viral junk, no question about it. And because for several years they weren't exposed to anything, this is going to be a rough winter season for every household with kids. We're not going to be able to stop that. I don't want kids to wear masks in school, but we have to be aware of that. And obviously get vaccinated to the things we can, the flu key. RSV, there will be a vaccine for kids and elderly adults for RSV in the coming year. So that will help also. CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus. Now the top stories we're working on for you this hour. Criminal charges may be recommended against President Trump by the January 6th committee. We'll tell you when that might happen. The justice system in D.C. may be speeding up now. Stay with us to find out why. And Russia pounds Ukraine with several missiles. We'll have the latest on that dire situation. Stay with WTOP for more on these top stories in just minutes. 718. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Rick McClure in the traffic center. Back to the Capitol Beltway we go through Prince George's County where authorities are sorting out the crash on the outer loop after Route 5 that was along the right side. Inner loop through Montgomery County looks like the volume is starting to thin out a bit between Connecticut and Georgia Avenues. Have the crash cleanup on the inner loop Virginia side before Chain Bridge Road. Two right lanes are getting by in the mains and blocking all lanes of the express. Maryland I-270 south after Father Hurley Boulevard. We believe the crash cleanup from last hour was cleared, but your delays are still there. I-95, no wish issues through Prince George's and uh, Howard Counties. BW Parkway with volume slowdowns northbound through Greenbelt and Laurel, south through Fort Meade. Route 50 is traveling well, both inside and outside the Beltway, wide open across the Bay Bridge, three lanes east and two lanes west. There's water main repairs still going on in Germantown along Clopper Road that still has a single lane getting by in all directions before Tech Road 
Over in Virginia, 66, quiet, 395. Heaviest volume slowdown there is northbound before Boundary Channel. Might get another slowdown southbound through Landmark. I-95, heavy stretch of volume delays, no change. Northbound side through parts of Aquia, Woodbridge, and Springfield. Slow on the southbound side through Springfield, Triangle, and parts of Stafford. Rick McClure, WTOP Traffic. Now to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Chad Merrill. We've got a nice evening and overnight shaping up. As a matter of fact, when you wake up, it'll be right around the freezing mark with 20s outside the Capitol Beltway. And a couple of neighborhoods where the rain water hasn't completely evaporated. Just watch out for some black ice. It'll be pretty spotty and patchy, though. We'll have blue skies early on Saturday. That'll fade to clouds. It'll be breezy. Temperatures mid-40s. On Sunday, we start out with sunshine, end up with clouds. Winds could gust to 30 miles an hour, so those lower 40s will feel more like the low to mid-30s outside. Monday, wall-to-wall sunshine, temperatures low 40s as we go back to work. Tuesday and Wednesday, same deal, partly cloudy temperatures in the 40s. And a storm system, though, that will roll in here late in the weekend, late in the work weekend or the early part of the weekend. That does promise us some rain, perhaps some snow and breezy winds. I'm Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill. Right now at Tyson's, it's 45, Potomac 38 degrees, L'Enfant Plaza 45. And down to the lower 20s in some suburban areas. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber, trusted same-day service seven days a week. And coming up on WTOP, it goes without saying, a dark cloud of controversy is hanging over Commander's owner Dan Snyder. But that's not stopping one local governor from saying he's still trying to land a new Commander Stadium. It's 720. Here's Randy Resnick, the director of the Zero Trust Portfolio Management Office for the Department of Defense. On the discussion, implementing a zero-trust architecture framework sponsored by Rubrik. I think everybody recognizes that the existing strategy for cybersecurity hasn't worked and hasn't been able to protect against the TTPs of the adversary. When we went out to define the strategy for the Department of Defense, we asked ourselves, what are we trying to achieve? Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Rubrik. Data security is the new frontier in cybersecurity. For federal agencies, this means implementing a cloud approach to data management without adding complexity. Rubrik can help your agency protect your data from cyber threats by using enhanced analytics and mitigating sensitive data exposure. Rubrik protects your data wherever it lives, across enterprise, cloud, and SaaS, so you can become unstoppable. At Rubrik, our mission is to let you focus on yours. Rubrik, R-U-B-R-I-K. Visit rubrik.com slash federal. 721. This week on the D.C. Sports Huddle from WTOP. Washington is back from the bye week, and we get you ready for the rematch with New York. How can the Burgundy and Gold get the win this time around? And what are the chances of another tie between the two teams? Huddle up with us as we break down the matchup and discuss whether it's time to worry about Maryland basketball following a blowout loss in College Park. Find the podcast, video show, and newsletter at WTOP.com. D.C. Sports Huddle listeners, want to put your pro football picking skills to the test? Visit MGM National Harbor to play Beat the Book at any of our BetMGM kiosks. Get more picks correct than our book, and you could win a share of $15,000 in free play. Each week, visit between Tuesdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. to participate in this free-to-play game. And if you're searching for a great game-watching destination, check out Tap Sports Bar for music, food, and drink specials every Sunday. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or 1-800-GAMBLER. 
This is WTOP News 722. Virginia punted on supporting a new NFL stadium during the last General Assembly, but it looks like the governor hasn't given up on landing the Washington Commanders. The Richmond Times-Dispatch reports Governor Glenn Youngkin has included half a million dollars in his proposed budget to help with planning for the potential relocation of the team. The proposal acknowledges a new stadium in Virginia likely remains a non-starter as long as Dan Snyder owns the team, and there are strong signs that Snyder is preparing to sell. One of the UVA students who survived the shooting at the University of Virginia just last month is now opening up and sharing his story of that horrifying day. As soon as we're about to stop, I just hear a lot of a lot of gunshots. UVA running back Mike Collins is one of the students who is on a charter bus returning from a field trip on November 13th when the shooting began just as he and his classmates were getting back to campus. And I can just remember pushing past my teacher because she was just in shock, pushing past getting to the bus driver and like really telling him to open the doors. He's now speaking out about the shooting and sharing his story with the Pivot podcast, where he described the terrifying moments after the gunfire began. When I finally got him to stop the bus and open the door, me and my teammate, we got off real quick. But Hollins then turned around when he realized his teammates were still on board, and that's when he locked eyes with the shooter. I can see him lift the gun as soon as I turn. Um... All I can do at that moment was pray. Hollins was shot as he began to run away. He was later taken to a hospital and underwent surgery, then woke up two days later and found out that three of his teammates were killed in the shooting. Stetson Miller, WTOP News. Students in Arlington will have a longer summer vacation and a shorter winter break next year. The school system's calendar for next year was approved just last night. Superintendent Francisco Duran. My desire was to make sure we had three things, 180 days, that we honored our religious holidays and that we aligned our spring break to our surrounding uh, school divisions as best we could. The first day of school is August 28th in Arlington, a few days later than some surrounding areas. Winter break will be eight days instead of two weeks next year. The Prince George's County School Board held a special meeting just yesterday to select new leadership. Only half of that job is done. The board elected a vice chair, not a chairperson, hasn't chosen a chairperson yet. Eight of the 13 members chose Lolita Walker as the board's vice chair through a secret ballot. Walker defeated Kenneth Harris II, who got five votes. It only took one round of balloting for the board to select Walker, who won her seat in last month's election. 725 Money News at 25 and 55. Here's Steve Dresner. On Friday, stocks did suffer back-to-back weekly losses for the first time since September. The Dow fell 281. The S&P 500 was off 43. And the Nasdaq was also down 105. About 60 Starbucks outlets nationwide are on strike for the next three days as the union turns up the heat on the coffee retailer. This is the second strike by Starbucks workers united who are protesting unfair labor practices and store closings. Currently, there are roughly 9,000 U.S. company-owned Starbucks in which 270 are unionized. Steve Dresner, WTOP News. Money News brought to you by Safeway. At Safeway, your health and safety are important. Get your free COVID-19 booster shot at your local Safeway pharmacy. Walk in or make an appointment. Safeway, your favorite local supermarket. Still ahead here on WTOP, the full weekend forecast. And then what can we expect from the January 6th House Committee in this final hearing on Monday? Stay with us. Are you interested in beginning or expanding on a career in the pipe fitting, pipe welding, or HVAC service industry? Are you interested in the opportunity to work full-time and learn both on the job and in the classroom? 
Are you interested in learning a trade that will allow you to earn six figures and have the best benefits in the industry? Are you interested in a career path that will set you up for life without experiencing any college debt? If you are interested in these things and you live in the D.C. area, the Steamfitters UA Local 602 Apprenticeship Program is the best choice for you. Our apprenticeship program sets you up for a great life with job security, great wages, medical, and...